This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. The, the suggestion is that you contact us and we have a sort of interwoven relationship with part of it is us and part of it is you. That's, that's, I don't just read those things out just for the technical thing. It's, it's a come hither statement. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So hopefully uh, you'll come hither, you guys out there. I'll put. And remember this morning's texting, what's the upper age limit for wearing dungarees? <laughs> <laughs> um, 8, 12, 15 yeah, well, um, I think you can wear the dungaree it's only the very exceptionally young and the exceptionally elderly do you think the except? I think the exceptionally elderly you've got to be uh, an, an American doing um, rural work Absolutely. I was going to say oh, yeah. old yeah. Paul Walton yeah, you, you can I mean be, those types you can be old Paul Walton yes. certainly I intend to be thank you but I had, I had this debate with Faye, the assistant producer today, who's wearing white dungarees, which, I mean, then you're going into Rod, Jane and Freddie <laughs> territory. I say that because you won't know who that is. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know, do you think if I came in in dungarees it would be commented on? And I, she just, she had nothing to say on it, which I took as an enormous yes. <laughs> but I wonder what is. You see, I think age, as, as I've said before, the age... Um, 50 is mm. for me is um, denim jeans. That, oh, you can't wear them oh, beyond yeah. that. No, no, that then. Do, have you tried? Have you got, got rid of all your denim then? You've got uh, well, a denim I, jacket on I, today. I, I'm just I, trying to put it out there. I, yeah, a jacket. I don't, <laughs> I don't mind so much. It doesn't seem to. Uh, but denim jeans. You know what happened to me? I saw Dr. Jonathan Miller at a performance of La oh, Bohème, yeah. which he had directed. And he had blue jeans on, and I thought, that's it for me. I'm not, I'm not going down there ever. It's a road to Damascus experience we, we can all relate to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or as my cleaner said, it's a road to Domestos experience. That's nice. She never Fabulous. said that, but she yeah. will in the sitcom. Yeah. So... Uh, I'm sure someone did in Shane. I had a lovely yeah, it moment. Like a Shane talk. Yeah. Very, <laughs> Who um, knows what they said in Shane? Oh, that is so Shane. In case you're new <laughs> to the show, Shane is my um, desperately failed sitcom on ITV. <laughs> One might argue the home of a desperately failed sitcom. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, uh, oh, I had, uh, we had a lovely moment, Al, me and Emily, this week. Oh, no, oh. no. No, it wasn't like that, but we were talking about motorway services at the end of the show last week. Not on air, but, you know, just in case oh. you think our off-air stuff is more interesting than our on-air, we were talking about motorway <laughs> services. Do you know, Frank, can I just say that's the only time Al has ever sounded slightly left out? It's when you said we were talking oh, yeah. about motorway service. Well, it would have been, if, if Al had been involved, we wouldn't have had the whole no, incident. Wouldn't have got a look Al, in. Al would have been in like that. Basically, we were trying, yeah, I was trying to explain where Northampton is. And oh, I was giving a I'll, general, I was trying to measure it out in motorway services. I think there is a Northampton motorway services, but that would have been too easy. <laughs> Yeah. So I said, what's the one, when, when you come to the, the, the joint between the M1 and the M6, you know, that joint, <laughs> when you come to yeah. that, what's the one with two names, I was saying? And, and, and Emily was going, oh, yeah, what the one with two names? And we were doing all those things. Like, it begins with, um, and I kept saying Melton Mowbray, which, of course, <laughs> is a... Right. Um, Port Piesville. Mm. Um, it is. Uh, and we couldn't get it. And um, anyway, I, the reason we were talking about Northampton is I was going away for a week in the vicinity. Mm. Were you off to see the clown? Um, no, there's no mention <laughs> of the clown. I'd love to have seen Alan Moore walking through one of the precincts. Yeah. I think he still lives there, the oh, comet writer. But anyway, um, so I'm driving up there, and there is the, the ultimate aide de memoir. <laughs> in the, so I've passed Newport Pagnell. 
I so didn't I think it was going to be Newport Pagnall. And well, I said you'd have been in like a like a rocket. Um, and what was great is I just got a text from Kathy, completely out of context. Not oh, by the way, um, Frank's remembered that thing. It just said two words: Newport Pagnall. Yeah, well, I was driving, <laughs> you see, I and so I said, "Could you?" Um, <laughs> Could you text Emily and just say Newport Pagnell? <laughs> and I remember saying, That's good. can you spell it? There, look. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and um, it, I mean, it's cheating because it's the remembering that counts. But I had an even worse um, not being able to, to remember. I don't want to call it a senior moment because I think I've had the most of my life that I was, can't remember. Yeah. And I always find them a joy an absolute wow. joy to when you do remember. People just Google oh, yeah. it now because people. <laughs> but anyway, I'll come back to it. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. On absolute radio. Yeah, so I. Uh, what happened to me on this holiday mm. is. Um, oh yeah, in uh, in Newport Pagnell. Well, it was it was in uh, toaster, I believe they say. Um, it was in toaster. Yeah. It's a pop-up holiday. Wow. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Did that cost a lot of bread? Anyway, so I they've now don't don't let me just because I um we were doing uh, me and my son slept in the same room. My nine-year-old son, mm. and there was a bit. I was sitting reading on the bed. He he hadn't noticed I was in the room. And he walked in and said, uh, very casually as he walked in, it was quite, a, quite an impressive entrance. He walked in and said, uh, Alexa, play No More Mr. Nice Guy. And then just uh, went into the John. He went into the John. And I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, so we, they, they had uh, Alexa there. And then he went out, and I thought I wouldn't mind a bit of quiet now because I was I was doing a little bit of work. Mm. So I went and I said, um, um, "Eric, is it Erica?" <laughs> oh no, Eric. Um, and I was getting it. Oh, oh El- Elsa, Elsa. And of course, it, it won't. It, it, I told it to stop. Can you stop playing the music, um, Eric. And then I tried it without the name at all. It just ignores you. Ignores you. You know. So oh, I dear. could not think. <laughs> I could not think. Meanwhile, the music's you're... blaring. Presumably. Oh, then you realise you're trapped. Had to work with. Um, I think by that stage it was um, "House on Fire" by uh, Alice Cooper. Oh. I couldn't. I couldn't stop. Couldn't Here's stop. Here's a question: that. Do they have? Do you do you not have the option of renaming Alexa? For example, if you dated, uh, let's say you were Alex Turner of the Arctic Monkeys and had once dated Alexa Chung and had broken up with her and it was a little bit sensitive, you might not want to be saying that name all the time. Do they have the option of changing? I don't know. Can they make it male? Like you can with with, um, Satna. I like the idea of Erica. Well, it took me... uh, Erica! It took me about 25 years (laughs) to get out. They have a bit of barking instructions at um, females in a domestic situation you know I've tried to avoid that <laughs> now it's got me back into the habit we've had some news mm. in from I J- say please by the way to Alexa I do say that oh, I don't, yeah. it doesn't seem to bother her like one of those right. people that thanks a uh, cash machine <laughs> I'll thank a cash machine but not a bus driver <laughs> oh I thank the bus driver thank you driver oh I do that do you <laughs> you yeah. and just you and old old ladies. That's it. <laughs> the only people that ever say thank you, driver. That's, he means me. Driver. So to be to be addressed <laughs> as driver. All right. I know that's what I do, but I've got. I'm a person. That's my I find it Alexa's odd. Point. Uh, I find it odd. Court people that refer to uh, a cab driver as driver. My Australian godfather would do that. Can you slide down, please, driver? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I find it rather strange. Uh, James? I, I just call him cabby. Well, you get, I don't. You ride up front. <laughs> but You'll I, be riding I don't shotgun. Do I don't do that anymore. You, you ride, ride shotgun. Up front. Yeah, you don't well, talk to them because you're eating their sandwiches. <laughs> sometimes I am. Sometimes <laughs> I'm not. Okay. Um, but it's interesting because... Uh, I didn't. I didn't Google Alexa to find her name because 
You know my rule is you can only Google what you don't know, not what you don't remember. And that's good for the brain because it helps you to remember. And the the joy of going, oh, yeah, yeah, and then getting the name. Mm. And usually, if it was Alexa, you'd say, yeah, it begins with N. Begin Nora, Noreen, Mm. and then Alexa, that's it. Um, and that is a great moment that you've really achieved something, that you've found that in your, in you. It was in you and you found it. And when you Google it, that's all gone. Oh, so yeah. um, I just left the music playing, left the room. <laughs> and uh, I just... It's not the first time I've uh, left a hotel room not been able to remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Radio. Um, have we had any response to the upper age limit for dungaree wearing? We have, haven't we, Al? We've had a few people we getting had in a touch. Firm We've had number. Oh, I've had a few firm numbers. Oh, have you? I've had a lot of pictures of uh, the Dukes of Hazard. Oh, yeah. oh, yes, he was. But he was an example of the wheels will go I like to wear it with the dog-eared front panel. You know when you wear it when they don't strap one side and the other side just hangs down, like the corner hangs over? Artfully hanging down? Seductive, even in an old gentleman. Seductive. (laughs) Seductive dungaree. I tell you who wore a seductive dungaree. Um, Kylie Minogue in her mechanic days on uh, Neighbours. Oh, great days. Mm. Good reference. Yeah. Absolute 80s. Do you want to know the age, the official ages? Yes. James Marshall says girls 29, boys 3. Okay. Yeah. We have uh, Grumpy Dad, girls 18, boys 8, unless in a Dexys tribute band. Well, I always used to say uh, boys 8 for a turned up gene. Oh, yeah. And then I, I was oh, saying God. it one day on air, and then when Al went for a toilet break, <laughs> I noticed he was wearing them, and it was all... And Mark Hermo turned up shaking his fist at the studio. Yeah, exactly. It was all of it, hashtag orcs. <laughs> so I, I don't say that anymore. No. A lot of people you saying there's say no <laughs> age limit for dungarees, and they still wear them at Fair 51 plus. Uh, is this um, gentlemen? I see. I think um, the ladies. Might. I think women get women can wear blue jeans forever. I think it's a very much. A, it's it's the men I think who hit the ceilings, the denim ceiling. Mm. You think? For me, this is only my own opinion. You know, okay. everybody's um, got one. We've also heard on a few of the other plates that we've got spinning. Um, we. Uh, we had 193 text in morning. We had to rename our Alexa to Echo because we have a 45-year-old granddaughter called Alexa. Uh, you're only given a couple of names. You, can ch- you can't choose your own. Oh, OK, it's but you, there are options with Alexa. Oh. Apparently, you can change it to Echo. Echo. Oh, OK. Mm. Echo. I get it. Stop <laughs> Stop doing it now. I've got also, it. I, it's officially we, been got. Can we right. just uh, <laughs> also remember, as uh, Claire is reminding us, that every time Frank says Alexa, people's Alexas are getting very confused. Oh, okay. oh are they? I did wonder if that would happen. Yes, whenever and they Frank keep saying, I, do, oh, I don't recognise that. Goodness, it's, it's like being... Um, who was the spoon bender, spoon bender guy? Yuri Geller. Yes, I've been him. Yuri Geller used to stop, remember to stop everyone's watches across the UK. Yeah, but he also he do it. He do all his paranormal stuff from the sofa at um, Black GMTV. Yeah, he said, I'm sending a message out to everyone. Well, there's no restraint on his powers. <laughs> Uh, it's not like a red sofa nullifies his powers. I think he did try to use his powers to stop Brexit, though, which I'm not sure worked. I remember there was oh, yeah, a documentary where he was somewhere, I think, in Central America and in the street. He tried to do a bit of street um, psychic work. Oh, did he? And he said, that dog, a dog, is it three years old? Three years old. And the kid said, he's 12. <laughs> Awful, just guessing, just bad guessing. It's not, nothing psychic about bad guessing. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I had a... There was an incident last week after the show. Uh-oh. I got oh. home 
and um, uh, Kath had um, she was in tears when I got in and uh, I um, she you know we bought a dog a, a month back and oh, she yeah. d- dropped it on its head oh apparently she had to make a decision quickly and she didn't have a coin oh, <laughs> So we were worried about it, so we mm. took it uh, to the vet mm. and it got, um, I don't know, the vet... She? She. She. Um, the vet's a she or the dog? No, the they're dog. Both, they were all she's. I just oh, okay. I don't like it for an animal. No, no, fair enough. Um, so, um... Okay. So, um... Yeah, Alan's tone of voice. Okay. Yeah, if you're going to eat one, if you're going to eat one, with, it's all right I'm with it. Fine with it. I know, but I'm you have a different relationship with Imagine animals. Imagine if you referred to steaks as he. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I, we t- uh, it's all fine. Um, she got. I mean, I don't know what she got. I don't know how your vet works, but with my vet, they're very nice. But they take it into a back room and come back in and say ninety-seven quid. Mm, no, I don't know. You. They might have just stroked <laughs> it. Quite- I suppose it's quite difficult to tell if a dog's got concussion because they can't say, like, oh, what year is it? 2021. Like, yeah, or hold up. How many easy. fingers am I holding <laughs> yeah, up? Exactly. Who Although I've got to say, of all the uh, things that stick in my mind, there's things that have made me go, oh, wow. Yeah. It's seeing a horse count with its foot. You know that? thing when they sort of scrape there oh yeah how many so what is five and three Dobbin oh oh, I mean that that is astonishing I don't think it's a trick I think they actually Mm. I don't know I could be wrong there could be uh, there could be some sort of scientific calculator I feel like I should have just got him a horse there could have been some sort of equine lever involved that you can't <laughs> see. So uh, is the dog okay? The dog's the dog's absolutely fine. Didn't let oh, me think. Actually, um, the dog's been feeling rough. Goodness me! <laughs> wow. Sorry, I've got a job fin- from fifty years that. ago. That I'm, I'm working through today. I was going to say you finished off that ice lolly quickly. It's, um, Thank you. <laughs> Very good. It's a rich man's game, though, having a dog. Blimey. Yeah. It's, it's, like, about it's it. like Formula One. Oh, yeah. a, <laughs> it eats money. I can't believe yeah. we used to have dogs when I lived, you know, in a council house. I don't know how we ever afforded them. I never thought you could. you made savings on the. Like eating raw sausages and then the dog. Not take, and also, if, if one had dropped on its head, it would have been like footballers used to be treated with concussion, like a cold, cold <laughs> sponge. Cold sponge on the back of the neck, that'd <laughs> be fine. You took the Terry Butcher approach to yeah. the head injury. But also, Frank, bear in mind, you didn't have to spend money. You had no outlay. There were no collars to buy because you just let the dog roam the in streets. Those, in those days, mm. yeah. For the but, day. But now. It is expensive. It's a very expensive. Game, I knew I was in for a bit of a shock financially when I made the mistake of uh, taking my dog to a lovely vet uh, in North London, uh, sort of not far from... To a lovely vet as opposed to (laughs) quite a cynical... (laughs) Some are, yes. Um, When I say lovely... I'm being euphemistic, expensive. Oh, okay. And Mm. I knew it was expensive, Frank, because the surgeon came out uh, I'm afraid he was having a, a removal procedure okay and the surgeon came out in a white coat with the name in italics and I thought you'd oh. pay for that uh, yeah and I did yeah well you know I, I don't you know it's not I, I don't want it to have um, brain damage or anything she, oh, she. so I um, I uh, <laughs> I you know it's it's all checked it's all fine don't start writing in saying <laughs> don't do that because it's it, the dog is fine and it's all checked and I paid through the muzzle for it <laughs> Frank Skinner Absolute Radio another brick has got in touch. We need another brick, yeah, okay. Education. <laughs> Go on, say hey, it. Provost, leave those kids alone. Another brick has got in touch to 
uh, discuss dungarees. And I'm, I'm loving another Brick's work already. Doreen from... Sorry, it's making me laugh. Doreen from Prisoner Cell Block H wore the dungaree. Oh, wow, um, what a fabulous reference. Also, another Brick. I love that you've gone singular with the dungaree. Yeah. She mm. was probably in her 30s. I imagine there was a 19th century sailing ship called the Dongaree. <laughs> it sounds like that. I, remember, I don't even remember Lizzie from um, Prisoner Cell Block 8. She liked a roly? She had a sort of um, early Beatles haircut. Um, oh, yeah. Sort of um, circa... Um, with the Beatles, that kind of thing. I was a right. big fan of the governor. Do you remember the female or the governess? I don't, I don't know. I t- Very big hair. Okay. Okay. Lizzie had got an incredibly lined face. I remember she looked like the sort of peasant women that you used to see on the cover of National Geographic. I don't know if you can oh. still use that term, but you know what I mean. Incredibly lying, be- I mean, in a way, beautiful because people like that often don't get on telly. Um, yeah, it certainly worked oh, against no, me. Now, now you tell me, <laughs> <laughs> but she had like the lines had got other, you know, like, like capillary. Oh, fabulous, Lizzie. I hope she's still around, but I ain't but no money on it. I think she's in Botox adverts now. <laughs> she, what if she looks really young? She looks like Paul McCartney. <laughs> You know, it's all black and white pictures. <laughs> it's, and now, ladies and gentlemen, it's Lizzie from President Silver Blockage. <laughs> oh, she's, maybe she's in the bootleg Beatles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. In case um, you're, if you're under whatever, 40, Prisoner Cell Block H, uh, you may have worked out, was about an Australian women's prison. It was kind of hard hitting drama, wasn't it? And there was a very. Sort of a precursor to Orange is the New Black, isn't it? There was a lovely. Uh, oh. th- do you remember the theme song? Orange used to send me roses. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was an interesting idea to have a sort of romantic, <laughs> lilting uh, theme tune with mm. with the sound of barred doors sort of clanging <laughs> shut in the background. Well, I believe it then said, but that was on the outside. So there was a reference to oh, the prison doors, yeah. cleverly. You're looking through oh. my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, a, everybody watched it and it was on like 11.20 at night, but it seemed like the whole world it's too was late to me. It's yeah, well, nice. now, of course, I couldn't make it. It has a very, uh... <laughs> I have to put it out before I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. And email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I should be able to say radio by now, shouldn't I, in this line of work? (laughs) The producer, Sarah, has just stopped me. I've made a cup of tea and I've left it in the kitchen and she actually stopped me from dashing to get it. No, don't get it. I don't you say, no, yeah, he's got me running around getting tea for him. This is nice to everyone at home, hello. You did only have 30 seconds, and I think... I, I, I could get there I, easily I, and back in 30 seconds. In the same way well, we that could I could out, be, outrun Usain Bolt. But this Let's is... time it during the next long song. Let's okay, not. We'll Let's not. This is the joy of live stuff. If When you do the one show, you get salacious gossip <laughs> up to two seconds before it begins. <laughs> That sounds and good. then there's suddenly hello and welcome to the. There's a little bit of that lovely. here. Yeah, there is a bit of that here, I mean, but I'd, I would rather um, lay it on other people's doors, depths mm, than our own. Okay. Just in case people go off us because the salacious gossip thing. Claire well, Cook. That's not why they're going off us? No. <laughs> Are they going off us? Is that official? Who said they're going off no. us? I don't know. Are they going a, off us? I think us? it was in one of the Aria speeches. Oh, is that what they said? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it was Jason Manford. <laughs> no, not really. I've really gone off. Yeah. Frank Skinner. Um, Claire Cook has been in touch. To I say... like her alliteration. Yeah. Um. I like her discovery of parts of the world. Um, yeah. Still 
rocking the dungies at 63. Wow. And no plans to stop. But as I say, Claire's <laughs> probably a lady. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. like ladies can wear them forever. So that's okay. It's very generous of you, Frank. No, it's just true. It's like dyeing your hair. I, I, when men dye their hair, I think, oh, <laughs> don't. Don't. When women dye their hair, I don't think anything of it. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. It's because men... <clears throat> I think it's because there's possibly... Fellas. It sounds like one fellas. of those Coronation Street. You know, fellas... Oh, they, uh, there's conversations that's almost the problem certainly. with your fellas remember I haven't watched it for 25 years but that's what it used to be yeah fellas the thing about fellas is that <laughs> I think they tend to perhaps not always appreciate there are shades other than aubergine yeah and burnt squirrel yeah you don't have to go purple <laughs> I, I don't know where that Paul McCartney one of the richest men on the rich list had purple hair for ages happily now he's just let it He's let it go. Um, he's let it be. Yeah, he's let it be. Oh, a great day. Tremendous work. But we can't come out of the link this early. Oh. No. Can you save those biggies towards the end of the link? <laughs> then we can have like a big da But no, it's uh, it's all gone. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I'll tell you, um, here's the thing. I, I'd like to know, I'd like your advice on uh, on uh, something, if I if I could. Yeah. Um, how strict are you on uh, sell-by dates? Oh, OK. Oh, I don't well, mean mark sell-by. Something uh, tells me <laughs> Alan and I might have a difference of opinion on this. Well, I... Yeah, I think some, we discussed this. I had a poulet recently... <laughs> And um, sorry, Ch- chicken. <laughs> yes, I'm aware of what it chicken. is. <laughs> yes, and um, it was um, it was a bit. Um, the state of poulet was not great because <laughs> it, it was two days out, and I thought two days out—that's nothing. You know, they err on the side. Wait a poulet. Yeah. Two days out. Two days out. Two days post sell by. Yeah. And you know what? I start I cooked it and even when it was cooking, you know the smell of a chicken cooking, all lovely. It had a slight <laughs> as if I was also cooking um polystyrene. There was something oh, yeah. something in the air as I, who was it who said I believe it was uh, Bill it Collins. Say? Something Jack Collins. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the one who did um call out the in- Thunderclap Newman. Okay. Yeah, I don't know where he got that oh, nickname. Hey. Anyway, um, so the two-day-old. I started. Poulet. I started eating it, and I suddenly became incredibly angry. There was something wrong. You know what I mean? It was a bit cheesy, cheesy chicken, and it's it, uh, a vile. So that I, sounds um, delicious, but that's a side issue. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's a bit wrong. Um, I wondered if it's the... You know the yeah. French formula for relationships, half your age plus seven? I wonder if there's anything um, like that for sell-by dates. Oh, yeah, would tell you what it is. Read the sell-by date, I call it. Yeah, but I, I think they're, they no, are I, a springboard. I smelling it. Oh, there we go. I don't think they're a rule. I think they're a springboard for decision-making. <laughs> Frank Skinner. I was just demonstrating that I could get my tea in time. When I got I there, you were I were demonstra- demonstrating the principle of cutting it fine. Well, yeah, um, yes, as, as in sell-by <laughs> dates in life. <laughs> um, no, I when I got when I got to the kettle, horror of horrors. <laughs> look at my invisible watch. Um, I. Um, I hadn't put the hot water in the cup. I thought it was a brewing. But uh, oh. so I had to boil the kettle up again. I mean, it was a much bigger procedure than I'd yeah. anticipated. Here we are. I suppose looking back on it, it's better that you didn't run off for it in the previous link. Yes. Well, I, what I would have done, I would have abandoned. I wouldn't have tried that. I was confident this time, but my it was quite close. I actually mm-hmm. did the... Uh, the first part of this link standing, which some uh, some presenters here do as a matter of course because it gives you more energy. But who wants that? 
Who wants to listen to someone going, hey, come on, guys. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. That, now, those are the, are you having a good time? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. May I never become that. You having a good time? <laughs> they don't I say pray, anything, they just sort of shout. I pray that they'll get nothing back of people. <laughs> You go on yeah. at the festival. You're having a good time. <laughs> and, you know, I find these people very presumptuous. They say, are you having a good time? The, there's, and there's always this assumption that they are having a good time. No, it's not it's a, a genuine inquiry. They're after a brutish, of simple response. There's no, there's no space for nuance. No. There's no, no. look, to be completely straight with you, I'm a bit anxious about yeah. my a partner who went to get uh, burgers <laughs> three and a half hours ago. There's no individualism <laughs> with these people. Anyway, so I was I, eating this chicken. And I'd like didn't... to ask you a question about the chicken. Had it previously been opened and then left, or was it sort of sealed up and then you cooked it? No, no, it was, sense? it was uh, it was sealed up. I hadn't taken it out and used it as a, a centrepiece at meals. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're suggesting. It was oh, straight okay. from the fridge in its um, in its uh, wrapping. Yeah. Mm. But as okay. I ate it, and it tasted strange. You know, it tastes strange, and you have another bit, and it still tastes yeah. strange. And I remember thinking to myself, "Look, I've got a few, Bob. I don't have to take these kind of risks yeah. anymore." So I abandoned it. I threw the whole thing away. And I always hate throwing food away. My dad used to say, if you throw bread on the fire, the devil will come. And that... Well. Uh, it's a very modern approach. <laughs> Him and his modern ways. Wasn't he? I don't know why more of the... Uh, the charities uh, don't use that kind of uh, slogan. It's right up there with to give a man a fishing rod, you know. <laughs> if you throw bread on the fire, the devil will come. Oxfam. I um, and consumed pate that was a full fortnight out of date. Well, pate, see, pate. I'm putting chicken and pate in um, d- dangerous characters. Food. Although I'm putting, uh, I consumed pate that was a fortnight out of date into the uh, box of uh, the struggle is real. I mean, Humble come bag. on, my pate <laughs> seemed a bit off. Something my parents yeah. would have said. I think if you're going to eat pate that's two weeks old, you need a <laughs> ring of blokes around you going. Pate, 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 <laughs> making you, leading you on to make you do it. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking about dungarees, and attention must be paid to Omar, who's your tour manager. <laughs> yes, my tour manager, I forgot. He not only wears dungarees, but he wears a sort of a. I'm going to say it's sort of Andy Pandy candy stripe uh, dongaree. Oh, really? But he wears them with, um, you know, when people who wear things with confidence, they can wear anything. Mm. And, they sound uh, comfy. Yeah. Can I just say, oh, that's, but he just that's a real a... fashion slam if someone says that to you. I said that once at a black tie event. That's like you look well. Oh, I had a dress on and a woman said to me, you look very comfy. No. Deleted yeah. from the contacts list. Back to you, Frank, in the studio. Yeah, so um, Omar has just sent me a picture of himself as an aide de memoir that he is, uh, I think Omar is a little over 40, not much, only just over the boundary. But he oh. wears it well. And say if you wear things with bravado, I mean, I, I think I mentioned last week that I tried on a leather dongaree at... Um, yes, you did. Uh, what was the name of that? It's Armani, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 367 yes. has suggested the upper age for wearing dungarees is when your bladder doesn't allow you enough time to get them off. That's a very good point. Um, yes. Mm. I doesn't remember. Say what age 367 is. Yeah, I remember saying that to my son. Come on, come on, orient up in the toilet. And he said, uh, I'm wearing a one piece. <laughs> and it was a. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, I noticed. It is. That is a. You don't want that, all your tops hanging down on the toilet floor. Yeah. <laughs> so sell-by is... Can I ask you a question? 701 oh, has actually asked you a question about that, if, uh, if I may. Firing? Uh, 
Ree Frank's dodgy chicken. His description sounds like he roasted a whole chicken, then sat down to tuck into it by himself. That is true. Uh, I'm envisaging a serviette tied around his neck and giant carving cutlery held aloft ready to go, as a character in a Warner Brothers cartoon might do. Is my interpretation accurate? It's not that far away. When I grow when I grew up, the definition of an influence influencer would include mm-hmm. desperate Dan from the dandy yes. who ate a lot of uh, whole cow food. pie whole food had a different meaning then whole food was a whole <laughs> chicken a whole cow um but yeah see no no one else would eat it in our house because it um it was um past its sell by date mm. oh so um, Kath wouldn't eat it because she's very um, sensitive about food poisoning and the like, and she wouldn't let me feed it to our child because that would be cruel. <laughs> so uh, I had to take it on, but I did. I lost my nerve on it. Probably would have I, been all right. I'll tell you, here's what I think about sell-by dates. I feel there are certain foods I'm willing to cut them some slack. Mm. Mm-hmm. For example, may I present the cheese? I feel oh. with cheese, look, we're we're already dicing with danger anyway on the smell front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If things are off, they stay off for a little longer. But people eat blue as well. They eat blue oh, cheese, yeah. so mm. that's what I mean. Mm. I don't. If we're in that area anyway of mould, I, I can handle that with my cheese. Yeah. It's certain. It's when we come to chicken and. I think that was a grave mistake you made, Frank. Do you? Mm, I really do. Well, yeah, yesterday we finally <laughs> cut the Alice Cooper cake, and I think it was two weeks old because we couldn't bear to <laughs> cut it because it was because it, it was Alice Cooper. <laughs> and um, and Boz had a nice big slice of that, and then at the end of it, we noticed that the whole bottom of the cake was covered in mould. <gasps> yeah, but he's lived. He's fine. That's a relief. So, yeah, child eats mole, dog dropped on head. (laughs) Um, What are we doing to the world? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Police! Police! Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank. Mm Mm-hmm. What else happened to you on your little week away? I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you what happened is I, I rented a place for the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest with you, it turned out to be arguably the worst holiday I've ever had, but we won't. <laughs> let's oh. not. Um, let's not. We don't really want to go, oh, God, I should. if I get this close, I know I'll keep going. <laughs> I mean, you have in the past aired dirty laundry as, as no, sort but of this was comedy so entertainment. Me. We got mm. to a point at the end... When my partner said she'd had a discussion with her sister to say that they thought family holidays were no longer a viable proposition because of me. Right. That was a difficult conversation to have. But anyway... um, Did she say that? Well, I think it's a group decision. Well, they've all been there. What have you been doing? I don't know. I think of myself as a very nice man. Do you? Yeah. Right. Anyway, so... (laughs) Um, well, I have the same problem. In I think of myself as a very nice man, and then lots of people um, have severed contact with me. So no, me too. Uh, I think we're all quite difficult. Maybe it's people. Oh, no. Do you? Do you <laughs> think really? we're all quite difficult and objectionable? Why, are, why do people? Why do people find us? I want to be a nice man. No, we're not. Well, I think we're just um, high maintenance, maybe. I think I'm going to find out that they are continuing to have family holidays, but not <laughs> telling me. The producer is on the floor. Still, I can always, I can always mind the dog. I suppose that's, that's turned out. Well. Were you starting arguments with people? I don't. I. Um, I think maybe yeah, you were, but not. <laughs> no. I, oh, I had. A, <sighs> Come on. I just think when you're in a relaxed... Uh, look, I'm not going to go into details because I might be, I don't want to um, open any wounds, but I just that think when you... Sounds like you might have spent all week doing that. When you're on holiday, you know, you want to relax a bit. And start a few anyway, there are some situations, I said this, there are some situations where you make people happy by arriving. 
and some way you make them happy by departing. <laughs> and I think when I left, well, I had to leave early to come on for the radio show. I think I heard whooping. It could have been the engine. It could have been the engine sound, but I think I heard like a big, you know, um, if you went some, past someone's house the day Andy Murray won Wimbledon, You'd have, you know, you hear that cheer go up when it happens from people just spontaneously happy. Is it? I think I heard that as I left. <laughs> you see, I would say in some ways, yeah. the laughter you bring, <clears throat> you know, you've got, you've got to pay a little tax on that. Mm, well, do I we don't pay? Know. To, do people pay too much tax? Maybe I don't. I don't know. I th yeah, <laughs> I think it's a tithe system I've introduced. Um. It's, um, I don't know what's going to do now. I don't know. I don't know. Who else am I going to go on holiday with? I'll have to be a holiday alone. Why don't the three of us, given that we seem to upset people, we should just all go together? I think Al's still doing the family holiday. Oh, yeah. He get yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, um... Oh, I guess what his response to that was? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's, um... You remember when I said I did the book club? with my oh, family yeah. and it was such a tense difficult and I do remember that yeah but I'd never ever to the book club again well here we are <laughs> well but no what they said was we can't do the you anymore the history book on the shelf <laughs> is always repeating itself holidays <laughs> holidays book clubs and holidays <laughs> Frank Skinner When I was um, famous, I used to have an office in West London and uh, absolute still think I am, don't tell them. And there was a knock at door and, uh, and not at my, at the reception, they didn't knock, they pressed the thing. And it was the cheeky yeah. girls, before they were known as the cheeky girls, <laughs> with um, their mother. Margaret. Margaret. Everybody, damn <laughs> Margaret, and um, they did that thing of arriving in like long coats, and they said we've we've come to see Frank, and they then said they that thing what like Kafka's The Trial. No, but you know that <laughs> you know when people have a long coat on in a saucy sixties movie, you know underneath it's going to yes. be, and they did that. Mm -hmm. But they couldn't actually get through to me. Reception intercepted them, and they weren't allowed in. Oh, no. I, I, I had them what fired. they were called. <laughs> what I were they called? I what they were called before they were the cheeky girls. Were they called the insouciant women? I, or? I think they were called um, <laughs> la twin impertinent. <laughs> <laughs> I think was their uh, their Which type. Which one? Of. One of them, of course, dated Lembit. Yeah, that was Gabrielle. Gabrielle. That was when a fabulous quote from Margit. <laughs> she said, um, "Oh, they talk about all intellectual things together, like astronomy." And I knew from having met Lembit that he's what you might call it astronomy. I don't know if. <clears throat> Professor Brian Cox would term it as such. He was one of these people who believes there's an enormous meteor heading towards the Earth that could strike us at any time. Oh, dear. If you're calling that astronomy, <laughs> that's what they discussed. Anyway, mm. touch my so meteor. You, this no. is astronomy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I've really lost. No, I've just. Well, do you know what? We're not going to better that. I've so many emotions. I just don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Let's have a break, for goodness sake. Don't, well, don't, I'm just going to cry. I'm just going to cry for two minutes. I'll be great. Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Okay. I was thinking about, you know, last week you pulled me up on the, the Doctor Who thing and you said, when did you last listen to Doctor Who? I find that very oh, yeah. hard to believe that I would have done that. Yes, <laughs> and it was, it was the Thursday before. I was thinking um, yesterday, just occurred to me when I went to bed, that I drove back from... 
toaster, which is like a two-hour drive for me, listening to uh, an audio drama with the uh, Sylvester McCoy doctor for two hours. <laughs> I got home, I watched Rose as a walk down memory lane, which is the first of the modern era Doctor Who's. All right. And then I went to bed and watched two episodes of Enlightenment with Peter Davidson. Okay. That's yeah. how I deal with my heartaches. Mm. Oh, some that people do. How's that, that working yeah, that's out it. For you? Some people do therapy. <laughs> I do, um, I do all the eras, audio say, Doctor Who, vintage Who. I would say I do therapy, you do Gallifrey. <laughs> <laughs> Order! <laughs> That's very good. Well, I, um, I'll, I'll tell you a little um, less um, personal, um, quite personal stuff about my holiday from hell. I um, We had a pool. Okay. Uh, nice. I, I thought I'd get a the place to the pool. Real. <laughs> get a place to the pool. The family liked to swim, so I, you know, I pushed the uh, float out, as oh. it were. Very good. And um, I'm the problem with the pool. I knew it wouldn't be for me because it had a deep end. Now I'll be completely straight with you. I like to swim. I enjoy swimming, but I can't go out my depth. No. I'm too frightened. Mm. I'm blame it on the light. Relatively late comer. To I'm a late comer. Twenty thirteen. Mm. Yeah. So what I would do is I would walk from the narrow, from the uh, not the narrow end, the, the shallow end. Yeah. I'd walk from the shallow end. The, the other to, direction. To the <laughs> point where um, I my chin was in the water, and then I'd turn and swim back the sort of eight mm-hmm. feet. I just did that over and over. That was what I was doing. And then. Um, it was just me and my nine-year-old son, and he said, let's have a race up and down the pool. Mm. And I said, well, the thing is, I, I can't really go mm. in that end. And he said, oh, OK. I said, have I let you down? And he said, sort of. And I thought, oh, no! Fair play that he left a grey area there rather yeah, than exactly. just a direct yes you have <laughs> yes well it yeah, might as well on the plus side Buzz you know you're in a nice pool in a yeah, nice country exactly. house and he's a brilliant the ta- swimmer it's the tax you pay and um, mm-hmm. he's one of my great achievements in life is mm-hmm. I'm, I always said I'm going to make him a great swimmer so he's not that pathetic get sand kicked in your face character <laughs> that I've been my whole life and he swims like a like a something piskeen Mm -hmm. Um, But imagine my horror Mm. when I saw a a newspaper article upon my return that not only had swimming in it, but it had uh, people swimming. (laughs) You you know, I'm talking about the sky pool. It's the The sky sky pool. pool. The sky pool, let it bubble. It's been the talk of the town, hasn't it? It's... It's really... I mean, I watched a video of it. It's really something. And what they've done... Oh, in I case, bet you did. What time mm. of night was that? In case you haven't seen <laughs> Sky Pool, is it's a big see-through swimming pool suspended between two skyscrapers just yeah. just south of the Thames in London. Is it London. central London? I mean, yeah. it's really quite... You know Man on Wire? Yeah. Yeah. If you can man, uh, imagine man on inflatable, <laughs> it's like you look up and there's man, people. Man on tire. Yeah, people. Sw- yeah, people swimming. I, I mean, in the air. I don't want to see your speedos when I look skywards. People's hairy legs treading water. Mm. Well, you were. In about five years, it'll just be. Um, you'll just see the bottom covered in yeah. plasters. Oh, I hope that, that'll and... be good if it's all out. Okay. <laughs> I saw a canal tunnel this week that um, if you you go through it on a, 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 you know, proverbial narrowboat thing, you're in it for 25 minutes in the tunnel. Gosh. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Okay. We're talking about... (laughs) I think you are just saying, aren't you? I am literally just saying. I'm not yeah, adding yeah, anything. That's what I thought. I'm just giving it as information. 
Mm. Do you like my response? Gosh. I like that thing. I don't know if they... You know that thing they do in tunnels on uh, narrowboats where they lie on their backs and sort of walk on the ceiling? Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? There's a I've term for it. Oh. It's something like sculling or it isn't that. But Narrowboats you know, aren't really my right. area. But I would say... The sky pool. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see you in the sky pool. I can't. No? Really? I have a major, major problem with swimming pools out of context. Oh, OK. So what I mean by that is... Well, I'm sure you can imagine what I mean by that. Swimming pools in any sort of professional city urban environment make me sick. Right. So there are, there's a members club in London where they have this and there are people sort of having business meetings and a coffee and you hear them discussing things and then some man or woman will emerge out of the water. It's like a dog coming out of a pond. I just, mm. it's not Well, I right. went to um, Soho House at where the BBC used to be at Wood Lane oh, and really? they've got a swimming pool. <laughs> And I mean, it was a hot day, and I, it was like I was—I was in a you know a building where there was a, on one floor. I got in the lift. There were people wearing suits and dresses. I got out. People in you know hardly anything at all, all working on their laptops. So I remember that I thought that they were have, they had they had bikinis and speedos, but had the laptops. Um, I thought they will end up with a tan line that will be like the Teletubbies. <laughs> Well, you get that <laughs> rectangle. But, yeah, it, it did. It shocked me seeing people. With, you know, I went to the bar and there's a woman with a bikini getting served. I didn't know where to look. It was awful, embarrassing. National Lampoon's animal You know, there's a, there is a set how far from the beach you can go in speedos or a bikini. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. not mm. It's not West London. <laughs> yeah. At least wear some sort of sarong. Slip into a sarong. Yeah. Or maybe a Mew Mew. Why do I know what a Mew Mew is? What oh, is that? Get what involved, get involved, Frank. <laughs> what is a Mew Mew? A sort of caftan type arrangement. Is it really? Yes. A Mew Mew. I'll have to look into that. Okay. Can we... I don't want to be in a room with a Mew Mew. <laughs> Can we return to the sky pool? Let's talk about this. I mean, I, I'm going to be completely yes. serious for one second. When I saw the video of it, I really, I thought it looked amazing. I did. Did you? Yeah, I agree. Also, people are about how high it would be. Mm. But I remember I was offered um, Celebrity Shark Cage. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I said I was the only person turning it down because I was frightened of water. Um, I'm fine with the sharks. If we can do a shark version one when they're on skateboards or something in a controlled environment, yeah, yeah I'm fine. I'm fine with them being carried in by uh, people in all black, yeah. you know, like uh, East European puppeteers. But I will not go in the water. That that, that was my uh, condition. Of course, when I look at this uh, sky pool, the see-through thing, I cannot help but to remember what symbolised glamour when I was a child. Okay. And that was um, TV adverts of Botlin's Holidays, where you were having lunch in the in the uh, restaurant there, and Uncle Paul swam past. In the, uh, the the glass swimming pool. So you could swim down and swim past diners and yeah. give your family the thumbs up, you know. And oh, I just thought, wow, imagine that. Oh, how lovely. Imagine to s- swim past people having their sort of scampi and chips and smoking. Mm-hmm. Uncle Paul was the only person in the picture who wasn't smoking, and that's because he was underwater. They were eight-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Can eight I say? Presumably yeah, he had one by the side of that, the pool. That never stopped my parents smoking, being <laughs> underwater. To be Can fair, I, say? I think the children in the footage, they were smoking tipped, <laughs> to be fair. There was the, I'm not, I don't even think there was a, no concern shown. Yeah. For, yeah. But, yeah. So thumbs up from Uncle Paul. I never tell you, I, I did a thumbs up once in a paparazzi picture, and, oh, the, and the paparazzi guy said, "Don't do thumbs up." The only thumbs up pictures we ever print are Paul McCartney. 
<laughs> Interesting tip. Um, yes, so it really does look um, gobsmacking. Well, it's amazing. There has been some controversy surrounding has. Skypool because, well, I'll, do you, I mean, do you want to explain what it is? Yeah, the architect that suggested that they should also have see-through walls and floor in the changing rooms, he they had to get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> that was a filthy creep move. Um, but no, in addition kidding. to that... <laughs> it basically joins two worlds, doesn't it? It's suspended yeah. between one world and another. Yes, I'm afraid they have introduced a, a controversial policy... Mm which is that uh, those people, some of the flats, I believe, are shared ownership and some are owned outright, and it's only the outright owners who are mm. allowed access to the pool. Yeah, they have a different door, don't they? They've they have got a, a nice door. door. The rest of them have what they call a poor door. <laughs> They're not allowed to use the pool. But they pay more, don't they, the, uh, the private owner wants. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. it's not a new concept, is it? I find if I go to the cinema, I yeah. pay more, I get better seats. I think, yeah, I think yeah. it's something that's Okay, but done. someone doesn't erect a cinema screen in your home and say you can't use it. No. Well, Thank I you. think... I think Your move. As I understand it, the affordable housing people are seen as a, as a Veruca hazard. <laughs> and... Um, I think that's that's the reason that the door remains ever locked. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Would you I, get in I, this? Sorry, Al. Like a, is it called a recherche test where you look at something and it's two different ways? Yeah. Is that you how you say No, it? you I've might never. be right. Your pronunciation is probably right. The one when you, you, put, you put paint into a folded piece of paper. Mm. Yeah. I it's think a bit it's like that for me because... Because he's yeah. is the character in uh, Watchmen. Mm, I've, never, I think so. I've never said it out loud. Okay. okay. But I, I looked at it and thought, I wonder if people are more afraid of the swimming or the heights, because for me it's definitely the heights. And so I, I broke with a tradition of mine and I looked at the comments on the news story because I've stopped looking at comments because, you know, I'm not really that interested in what other people think anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm glad I did. Because one of my favourite comments on any story ever, somebody in the comments had put, we'll collapse eventually, water very heavy. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Were they medieval? Oh. <laughs> that sounds like someone from 1381 saying that. Yeah, I wonder if the civil engineers have considered that water might be, quote, very heavy. Water in the sky will collapse. I must admit, if I went in, I'd put helium in my water wings. <laughs> So if it went, I could just slowly glide down to the floor and just land amidst all the bodies and broken glass. That's a good idea. Imagine the tragedy. It would be a horrible thing to see if it went. Imagine somebody desperately reaching out for a noodle, thinking it might help them hold them up. Oh, God, awful. Oh, It'd be like dear. in action films when someone shoots a fish tank or something. And it's all Wouldn't you go in it, Al? I... I would, but I'd be way more concerned about the heights. <clears throat> the, the the swimming pool bit, I think I would really like, but I think uh, I definitely wouldn't go in it at the time when the wave machine is on. Mm. No. I think that... Um, I don't think they've put a wave machine. I was just being silly. I know you were. I love you for that. <laughs> well, you then... haven't lost that, Al. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd, time, I'd feel a bit exposed in there because I'd feel people on the street looking up and saying, who's that man who's mainly walking? <laughs> oh, we'd see your trick, Frank, oh, that you no. walk on the bottom of the pool. How awful yeah. that would be. I couldn't cope. I just think it's unsightly. In a, in a, I really do. Really? I really genuinely do. In a city environment, <laughs> I don't want to see that. Oh, well, I okay. think so. What were they meant to do? They got a deal on Perspex. <laughs> I mean, Acrylic. Can you imagine someone saying, who's that bloke in the snorkel huddled in one corner? Oh, it's David Blaine. He's sorry, we can't get rid of him, dear. Oh. I'll tell you something. 
I, I wouldn't do the backstroke in that. You feel you wouldn't get your money's worth, would you, if you were doing the backstroke? You want to be looking down and seeing oh. people. How below. high are the edges? That's what. I, how high is the edge? Yeah. How high is the edge? <laughs> um, you two fans. <laughs> Twelve fifteen. <laughs> I don't. I mean, can do, do people sit on the edge and stuff that high up? Well, you better ask him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure people have in the past. Yes, but uh, never took the hat off. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, probably worried about it uh, banging against the headboard. I don't want to get a head injury. So, um, <laughs> no diving. Well, I wouldn't. No I wouldn't. bombing. I'd I'd go in, but I'd be. Uh, it depends. I don't know if there's a deep end in the sky pool. If anyone knows, um, yeah. I'd be happy to. We find We might have that. some residents listening. We might have. I doubt it. Maybe some not? people from the affordable housing. But what what from will the they know? Just look out your window, crane your neck round the side, and see if you can see if there's any edges on the sky pool. <laughs> We're all in this together. Well, not the sky pool, obviously. Nancy Kelsall Nancy, Nancy has yeah. tweeted to say, I thought my husband was the only one with a Doctor Who habit like yours. Good to know. Oh, there's a few of us around. Yes, I, I know you when I see you. Um, my husband <laughs> said enlightenment is a good story. I just nod along now. Yes. <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, it's... he might have been talking about the European enlightenment <laughs> and she just wasn't listening. Yeah, or the Edinburgh enlightenment, of course. Yeah. Yeah, OK. Mm. But I'll tell you when I uh, went to a, a talk about the Edinburgh. There was a period of, in Edinburgh in the 18th century when all these scientists and philosophers all burst out of Edinburgh. And there was a bloke talking about that, a uh, historian, Scottish historian, who's quite a scary bloke. Quite, mm. I think dour is the word that people use. And someone, well, they had questions and answers, and someone said, do you think there could be, ever be another uh, Edinburgh Enlightenment? And he said... The future is not my period. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. That's moving on. Broad, broadly true of many historians, you think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not Doctor Who, of course. No, um, true. Linking it all he, get, he seems to get um, all over the place. He does. He's, uh, he's in and out. <laughs> uh, you've had a bit of uh, respect to Munda Frank. Um, 465 has texted. No, you have. Oh, I've During the show. Okay. 465 has texted. Please, will you thank Frank for talking about horses counting with their hoof? You've just put a smile on my face remembering Mr. Ed, the TV talking horse. Well, yeah, he didn't need to count with his um, hoof. He could speak. I don't know if you remember. He just asked Alexa. Yeah, exactly, the talking. (laughs) That was. But it was such a great show. Did Did you ever watch it? No, how did they get him to talk? Was it cruelty? Well, no, there was two combinations. There was two methods, the cruel and the not cruel. <laughs> the on-cruel, saving the best till last. The on-cruel was um, animated, <laughs> animated mouth. That they, a very roughly animated mouth, quite cheaply done. And the crawl version and was the best <laughs> they could, they um they used to put peanut butter on the roof of Mr. Ed's oh, mouth. That's really cool. And that would make him lick and lick and it would look it looked like he was uh, he's speaking and then they'd put the voice obviously they put the voice on. I is anyone's watching who thought they actually had a talking horse, I'm sorry to break now. If there's anyone uh, who saw that at the time, uh, congratulations on making it this far in the century. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't see I, mean, can... I doubt anyone who saw it live is, is still with us, Frank. <laughs> no, probably not. I don't Sorry, understand I... why you can say it's cruel, because in one version the horse got some peanut butter, which is good, and in the other version they didn't. So surely... Yeah, but roof for the mouth. It's, uh, I suppose it got it off eventually. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's a, it's scary work as well, putting peanut butter on the roof of a horse's mouth. If any producers or directors are out there wanting to employ me in return for putting peanut butter on the roof of my mouth, I'm available. Speak to my people. Well, OK, fair enough. Do you want some <laughs> jelly with that? <laughs> you want some jelly? You want to get some jelly or are you going to the john? <laughs> um, sorry about that. Can we 
finish very quickly. Uh, the I last usually word do, on... darling. All right, Craig Revelhall. <laughs> um, final word on degrees from Phil. Uh, degrees, dungarees. Uh, from Phil C. Ten, but it reopens again from the ages of eighteen to twenty-two if oh. you study art history. Wow, that's a very precise... I wonder if Prince William wore them. I think he did art history. I imagine he'd wear his with a nautical air. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. Mummy, could you get me some nautical dungarees? Very, very helpful. OK. Um... My poetry podcast is uh, available, Series 3. It's available wherever you usually get your podcasts, and there's a new episode every Wednesday. This week, Peter Riley, when I come up spontaneously on air with my favourite ever definition of what poetry is. It just happened. Oh, wow. So that, it just happened to it's me. It's a brilliant podcast. But, oh, I love just... you. I love you. I love you. And I love you guys out there. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. (laughs) This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.